With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do it to instill courage in you going into that tough weekend. Yeah, I know the weather's getting a little colder, and sometimes around here when the weather gets colder, you know, uh, we have people that are more likely to keep their feet planted here. But we know that weekends are tough regardless. We know that you start thinking of home. We know that you start thinking of work. We know that somehow you guys start thinking how well you become on the weekends. And, uh, you know, the purpose of this group is to put that courage to keep moving forward in you. You know, this, this treatment and recovery program in many ways is a lot like the lottery. you got to be in it to win it. You know, everyone that you saw here at the beginning of the week is not necessarily here now. Some left successfully, some did not. Got to be in it. Got to be in it to win it. What is this thing? What is encouragement? What is courage? Our definition of courage is this. The ability to do something, to act in the face of something difficult or scary. The ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. Recovery, the concept of one day at a time. Giving up a substance that has been a part of your life for as long as it has, that is difficult and scary. To people who don't understand addiction, it would seem like the lifestyle of use is the scary thing. That recovery should be easy. You know, when you think about, you know, your life and the lifestyle of use, doesn't it sound like, haven't you thought, you know, we could really write a book and make a movie out of my life? Right? Haven't you thought? You know, all the, the lies, the, the cheating, the stealing, the manipulating, all the balls you kept up in the air so that you can maintain that addiction. To people who don't understand it, that seems scary. Recovery seems like the easy part, but not for you. Because you became accustomed to that lifestyle. You became comfortable in that chaos. And today, today you have the opportunity to face something difficult or scary. Today, we hope to be able to teach you how to cope with life on life's terms. And when you learn to do that, we promise you, by doing that work one day at a time, that a life beyond your wildest dreams is possible. We know it's possible. We've been doing this at St. Christopher's Inn for 105 years. You guys have all heard the story. We didn't, we didn't open up a residential treatment program in 1909. It's just that that's when the first alcoholic came up the hill and told somebody else and told somebody else and told somebody else and now we've had more people that have gone through St. Christopher's Inn that can fill Yankee Stadium. You came to us. We know with our experience and our history. We know with our statistics, our outcome studies and all of these things that we have the capacity to deliver on that promise 
of giving you a life beyond your wildest dreams. It is possible for each and every one of you. And here's the good news. Here's the empowering news. Here's the encouraging news. Unlike the lottery, there is no scratch-off ticket that says if you hit it right, you're a winner. There is no roulette wheel that goes around and says recovery, you win. Unlike gambling and unlike the lottery, every single one of you has all the tools it requires to be successful and to be a winner at recovery. Every single one of you has what it takes not just to get clean, but to be sober. If you took a moment and you thought about what sobriety looked like for you, so many of you guys are so close to your last use, all you can think of is avoiding consequences, avoiding bottom again. But the reality is there's much more to this life than just surviving it. So many of you guys have learned how to survive it. What recovery offers you is a life worth living. Being able to look somebody in the eye and not have to wonder what they're thinking about you. Being able to have a relationship with a child that you brought into this world that you don't have to hide and manipulate. Being able to go to a family member's house and not have to worry about them nailing stuff down, locking stuff up, or keeping their eyes on you when you go to the bathroom. That's, that's surviving life, guys. We're talking about living a life worth living. We believe you are all good men worthy of love and respect. We believe that you are all valuable and are of worth in this world. And that's why we do the things we do. Nothing makes us more happy than to turn out a sober man. And when I thought about what I wanted to share with you today, I came across a quote that I, I, I enjoy using. It, uh, and it, it says this, and, you know, uh, it says, you know, have the courage to be imperfect. And if you're reading it on the board and you think, geez, he screwed that up. Okay, I haven't written that word correctly in over 20 years. Okay, I forgot how to spell it. Courage to be imperfect. You know, so many of you guys start out, right, with the best of intentions. We, uh, we hit bottom. We say we throw our hands up in the air and we say, okay, I'm going to get help. I'm going to go for treatment. I'm going to get into recovery. And we're willing to do it so long as it goes perfectly. And then something goes wrong. We get some bad news. Things don't go our way. The halfway house we wanted to go to won't take us or we wanted to go home and outpatient. Our counselor says we need to go to a halfway house. Maybe, <coughs> excuse me, Maybe the judge says, you've got to do time before we let you back out. And then we say, what's it all for? The reality is, gentlemen, that anything in life that is worth doing is worth doing imperfectly. What do they tell you in AA? What do they tell you in NA? Do they say, you know what? If you don't go through these 12 steps and you're not perfect every step of the way, you can't be a part of our clan. Do they tell you that? They say there's only one requirement. Now, is the requirement that you stop drinking and drugging? That's not even the requirement. The only requirement in 12-step programs is what? The desire to stop drinking. The desire to stop using drugs. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. We're not trying to turn you out here so that you can dabble with that. <laughs> right? But what are they telling you? 
that anything worth doing is worth doing imperfectly. And so many of you guys are perfectionists. And I could prove it to you. I could prove it to you. You know, so many of you guys are almost like uh, Olympic skaters. All right, now you scratch your head and figure out how I'm going to make that connection. Right? Think about this for a second. Think about this. Okay? An Olympic skater, you know, when do they start generally skating? When they're really young. Right? Three, four, five years old. And the more that they skate, the better that they get. So what do they do? They skate even more. And, and, and when they're really, really good, then they practice. How often do they practice? Every day. And, and for how long? Do they practice for like, you know, 30 minutes a day? They practice for hours and hours and hours a day. And if they're really, really good, Olympic caliber, you know what the next thing that happens? They leave. They leave their school. They leave their friends. They leave their family so that they can do what? Practice some more. Well, let's look at the life of addiction. How many, how many of you started out when you were really young? Yeah, and how many of you would practice that craft often? Yeah, and how many of you would practice your craft of addiction for hours upon hours a day? You wake up in the morning, you figure out where I'm going to get the money, how I'm going to get the ride, where I'm going to get the stuff. Is the cop man going to be there? I can't use it there because the cops are hanging out there. i got to get it over the border and get it home, right? And you spend hours and hours and hours, and then you used it, and then you thought about how I'm going to use it again. And when you got really, really good at it, what did you do? You left. Because people would tell you, you got to stop doing this. And instead of stop doing this, what would you tell them? Talk to the hand. I'm going to leave. You left your homes, you left your family, you left your friends. Some of you left your freedom and went to jail. Yes, gentlemen. When it came to addiction, you guys were perfectionists. When you had the opportunity, and so many of you had the opportunity to quit, people would try to intervene. And you told yourself, you know what, that recovery thing just isn't for me. It's for other people. It won't take. If we only had the courage to be imperfect, if we only said, you know what, my life isn't so good, maybe it's time to try something else. And that's exactly what you did when you hit bottom. We don't need you to be perfect here, gentlemen. I know we got a code of conduct that says, you know, follow this, do this, don't do that. But we don't expect you to be perfect. And when you can stop being a perfectionist, when you can incorporate the courage to be imperfect, the courage, you know, there's a huge difference between taking two steps forward and one step back than being the person who takes one step forward and two steps back. Gentlemen, at the end of the night, when your head hits the pillow, that's the person we want you to be. We want you to be the person that can say, today I took two steps forward and only one step back. The perfectionist says what? I've got to take three steps forward or it's a total loss. Okay? That's how we make ourselves miserable. That's how we bring ourselves closer to our next drink or drug. Gentlemen, please, I beg of you, I urge you, I challenge you, I encourage you. Understand this concept. Have the courage to be imperfect. Understand that anything worth doing is worth doing imperfectly. It's worth making mistakes along the way as long as we know that the journey that we are on is a good one. Recovery, gentlemen, is a journey worth taking. Have the courage to be perfect and don't run when things go wrong. Keep your feet planted 
and things will get better and they will get easier. And we know it because we've seen it so many times before. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! You know, you've all heard the the saying, what goes around comes around, huh? Usually, that is used in a negative sense. Usually, we're talking about somebody that just did some kind of dirt, and we're saying, ah, don't worry, he'll get his, what goes around comes around. You know, we usually normally use it in a negative connotation, but I am promising you that it works the other way as well. What goes around comes around. This is the Eastern, uh, uh, you know, uh, concept of karma, huh? What I am bringing into the world on a consistent basis <coughs> tends to be what I start to get back. Huh? What goes around comes around works the other way as well. We are a pebble in a pond. Every day of our lives, every day we throw a pebble into the pond. The pebble is me. The laws of physics do not allow the ripples to come from the shore in to where the pebble landed. That's not the way it goes. Life is not going to do me. The ripples are not coming in from the shore to where I landed that day in my life. The ripples are going out from me. So whatever is starting to grow up around me is whatever I create by the way I'm living my life. And it goes both ways. You may have seen it clearly when you do your dirt and you do some negative things, you see pretty quickly how those negative ripples start to go out. And it builds a pocket of negativity around you. I promise you it works the other way as well. If you start to live this life, you start to live this life of recovery, you'll start to see that these rings of positivity start to grow wider and wider around you so that pretty soon you're insulated by a pretty big pocket of positivity because your rings have pushed all the negativity out away from you. Huh? Everybody get that? If you throw a dirty, ugly pebble into the pond, you're going to get dirty, ugly ripples. If you throw a diamond into the pond, you're going to get sparkling, beautiful ripples. It's simple mathematics, as Rocky said one time. (laughs) If you hang out with coconuts, you get coconut friends. You hang out with good people, you get good friends. Simple mathematics, you know? (laughs) He told the girl on the corner, you remember? He told the girl on the Marie, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, anyway, be encouraged that this works both ways. Throw the best pebble that you can find into the pond every day. And be encouraged that these ripples of positivity will start to grow up around you and you will be doing life instead of life doing you. You create your own destiny by the type of pebble that you throw into the pond every day. All right? Think about that. Thank you, Michael. You know, I was was talking to somebody today, somebody today who had relapsed and, and he'd come back and he was in my office and he said, you know, I was clean, I was sober for two and a half years. You know, and they were the best years of my life. When Michael's talking about what goes around comes around, and when I talk about, you know, the more you start doing these things, the easier it becomes and the more that you benefit, you know, what Michael's saying is really right. When you put something into it, you start getting out exactly what you put in. It may take a little time, it may take a little heartache, it may take a few tears, it may take getting angry. But every day that passes by, 
that you stay sober. Sober, not clean, not just white-knuckled, not just abstinent. But every day that you put into this as a sober man, you'll find things get better and life becomes that much more worthwhile. All the things that we found that we were cynical about, we don't need to be as cynical about anymore because life is better than that. And when you do that, when you have the courage to be imperfect, and when you put in that kind of work, the work of a sober man, we find that this is a place where miracles happen. Gentlemen, those of you who are new to St. Christopher's Inn may not know this, <coughs> but we have the good fortune of seeing miracles happen here every day. And at this time we ask that if over this past week you've experienced a miracle, we ask you to take a moment to share that miracle. We ask you to share, because it might not just feel good to be able to share that you've experienced one, but um, there might be somebody in this room who's hanging on a thread who might could use your miracle to keep his feet planted here. So at this time we ask that if you've experienced a miracle, that you take a moment to share that. Yeah, I'm going to go to him first. He has a hand up. Come on, yeah. At a mass track 10, um, I went to go see my probation officer on Wednesday and uh, found out that I'm actually not technically mandated here yet. When she said that, um, cravings took over my body. I wanted to use, and I had the uh, efforts, and I was going to use. I was in my hometown. And uh, I don't know what it was that brought me back and made me get back in my uncle's car. You know, it was the first time I fought a craving. And uh, everybody says, you know, we out we're on a spiritual mound. I've never been spiritual before, but I truly believe that it's God. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Dwayne, uh track 11. Um, during the Veterans Day uh, performance, I was scared out of my wits because I've never performed sober before. And, um, like, right before, I I wanted to, like, leave. I wanted to go find the closest liquor store, but I was able to do it, and I think I did a pretty good job. Did you do a pretty good job? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I generally don't like applause, but we didn't really have another opportunity to do that. You were magnificent. ECOC, uh, uh, track seven. Uh, I saw a miracle yesterday uh, when I saw the, the speakers come in. I saw a man in a wheelchair, a man like me, an addict, that came through the rain, through the cold, in pajamas. He gave me hope. If that's not a miracle, I don't know what that is. Great. Thank you. Anyone else? Going once. Going twice. Going, you want to sing You want to sing a bar? You want to sing it? No, you don't want it. You don't have to. Yeah, we got one more. Ryan M. Track 2. I got two miracles uh, after going to A and B and several discharge committees. I uh, I just got off the phone with the Sober House in Florida, and I am going to complete probably one of the first things that I've completed in since high school and make it to Florida. But uh, secondly, for me, um, I had to confess to doing something to my mother's boyfriend. I stole uh, a submariner watch from him and all of his son's wedding presents, and I called him up. And um, I confessed to him, and he said, uh, he said, I always knew you did it, but I, I didn't want to hurt your mom. 
and I forgive you because I know it wasn't you who did it. It was drugs. He said, when you're sober, you're a great guy. When you're using, you know, you're you're an you're an animal. And uh, and uh, it just to me it was a miracle because it was somebody that I've heard constantly over and over who saw something better in me than I saw in myself. Who doesn't want anything in return? He just wants me to be sober, and I just likened it to the staff here. You know, they give you a chance, and they see something in you when you don't see yourself. They love you until you love yourself, and um, just everything has been tying together in the last week for me. All the little things, and I just see a miracle every day. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, one more. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> I work as a nurse aide. And before I relapsed, <clears throat> I left the job on, um, real fast, and um, I thought they wouldn't recertify me. So I brought it to my group, and I talked about it in my group, and they uh, helped me make the phone call. I made the phone call. I got recertified, and the letter's coming here. That's awesome. All right. Last chance. Come on, give us one, give us, sing us one line. You were singing, uh, stand up, stand up, stand up. I've never done this before. So give us uh, one or two lines from the Star Spangled Man. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming. Awesome, right? You know, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. At this time, we ask that if there is someone in this room who's been a source of encouragement for you, someone here who's helped you get through something difficult, someone here who put that courage in you, was the source of courage for you, we ask that you take a moment to recognize them now. Um, you know, maybe it was a letter home, an assignment that you couldn't get done all by yourself. Um, we ask, uh, again, two things that if uh, there is someone in this room that you'd like to recognize, um, you know, two things. One, understand the difference between praise and encouragement. Praise has a tendency to stop a thank you. Encouragement goes the extra yard and lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to us. Okay? And the other thing we ask is that you please try to focus on one or two people. Um, when we say, I just want to thank the whole community, it just has a tendency to lose some of its power. So is there someone in this room that you'd like to uh, recognize? Yeah. Robert, A-Track 7. Um, I would like to encourage Daniel, Joseph, and Kevin uh, who took over the choir. Gentlemen. Uh, where's the rest of them? Not here. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say, um, you know, you did a, you're doing a real good job at, uh, you know, leading the choir. It's no secret that I'm, you know, I, I, the choir is a special spot in my heart. I went and told, had the liberty of telling everybody on television last night. And, um, you know, you encourage me, you know, when, when I'm in front of you and you're, you know, conducting myself in the choir, I, you know, I, you see it in me and I, I, you know, that I enjoy it and you pull that out of me and that's part of the job. And just as a whole, it takes uh, a certain balance of leadership, uh, friendship, guidance, and, you know, it, it's just a certain finesse of, of the right balance of power to do such a job and to do it gracefully and so well like you do. And I just wanted to say thank you, you know, so much because I, I never told you that, but it really does encourage me and make me feel good. And, you know, like Michael said, uh, you know, what goes around comes around. And, um, you know, when I, that was 
kind of like what happened with the choir for me when I first joined. I was singing for everybody else, and now it's doing so much for me. It's done so much for me, and you know, you, I'm sure you feel this already, but you're gonna see that. You're gonna see what you're doing is a great thing. I thank you. Great. Oh, guys, work your way over to me, okay? I'm uh, Josh F. Track three. I'd like to uh, encourage Dwayne. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to spend 28 days with you at St. Charles before we came up here, and uh, you're you're a, a good person. You know my story. I know yours. And when I saw you sing out there on Independence Day, my first thought was, well, where did that come from? But not only that, the 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 strength and the courage that you had to do that, especially me knowing how you feel about doing things in public like that just uh it encouraged me gave me strength it gave me uh it opened my eyes to take some more risks and to continue to move forward and don't let certain things get in my way so for that i encourage you thank you thanks and now how's that feel um it feels wonderful i i mean words can't describe how i feel right now you know, here's the thing. You know, why do we talk about this thing of encouragement? Why do we take the time to do this? Because your unselfish act, your willingness to face your fears was not just self-serving. It wasn't just that you sounded great. But you heard somebody stand up and say, you gave me the courage to stretch myself, to make myself vulnerable, to go that extra mile because I saw it in you. That's what this is all about. How you doing, Mark D? Uh, I'd like to encourage Martin N. Uh, Martin, when he came in, Martin, when he came in, when you came in, Martin, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> when you came in, Martin, you weren't too uh, happy about being here, you know, you were doing it just for getting out of trouble and stuff, but now you've really gotten into the program, I think you've seen your um, higher power. You're going into project renewal now, and um, you really encourage me in group, and uh, and, and you know you're a real, um, real track leader too. Yeah. How has that helped you? Oh, how's it helped me? How? Yeah. Oh, by watching him and encouraging him, encouraging me to uh, you know that I things go better when you, the more he goes on. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Daryl B from Track Ten. Um, stand up, Danny. Mike, stand up. I got to give you two um, encouragement because the both of you guys, we are both in, all three of us in the same track. But the encouragement that I'm getting from you guys, and I told you guys this in group, that um, I'm just so amazed at young guys now today, how you guys have stepped up and really, 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 really fighting you know, the disease that you guys have, and y'all putting it to a rest. I mean, you give me so much encouragement because I wish at that time of that age I had what you guys got, and it's the courage. You guys got the most willingness that I ever seen some young guys, man. And every time I talk to you guys, y'all just give it, y'all just give me where it just say, you know what, I'm young again. You know, so continue that, and I love both of you. Okay, we got three more, so last three. Brian S. Track 11. Uh, Gary V., please stand up. My, within two weeks of being here, I got myself into A and B and treatment agreement. 
that did help me change. However, you helped me change dramatically talking to you on one-on-one. Um, you know, I'm going through a situation here that a lot of people know about, and you've been with me um, every step of the way. Um, you helped me put things into perspective. Yes, I am supposed to be getting married tomorrow, and that's not happening because of my disease. And I truly thank you for helping me refocus my attitude and my, and my own well-being for my recovery, because without my recovery and without certain things falling into place, nothing's going to happen in, my, in positive for my future. For that, I'm grateful for, and I thank you for being in my life today. I'm uh, tracked here really quickly. I just want to encourage uh, young Derek P over here. Um, he, uh, you know, he's a very, you're a very quiet, reserved person. And in the last week and a half or so that you've been in the track, you're starting to open up, and you're showing that you put your sobriety first. And I think you have a very good shot at doing this and doing everything you need to do. And it, uh, it helps me because it makes me realize that I have a lot more to go, and that I can learn a lot from somebody who's a little bit younger than me, like yourself. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Last one. MS Track 10, uh, David. Uh, we work up the hill together, and uh, I tend to get into arguments with the staff members and show a lot of unsober behavior. And uh, David's always immediately there to just, uh, you know, bring me back and re you know make me realize where I am. And uh, he's always talking. Uh, you are always talking about uh, sober behavior. You know, your meditations in the morning how you made a commitment to yourself and your higher power, and uh, you really do show me hope, so I just want to say thank you. Great. Thank you. Um, y if you can do it in 20 seconds or less. Yes, uh, Christopher S. Shelter, uh, the gentleman in the big book meeting last night, can you please stand up, Michael, James. Guys, the first time I've ever asked for help, you made me feel very uh, comfortable to get that out last night, and uh, that's where I struggle is asking for help, and you guys really helped me out with that because I was very uncomfortable last night. Thank you. Gentlemen, uh, I'm going to shut this thing down now, um, and uh, before we get to our next uh, last segment there, um, if uh, you are out there and you'd <coughs> like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, please visit our website at stchristopher'sinn.org. On there, you could find all kinds of information about events and whatnot, and even be able to see three of our stars on uh, uh, WPIX uh, TV show. Uh, so uh, until next time, we wish you peace, serenity, and sobriety. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.